Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This Actual Play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This Actual Play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I am your keeper, Keeper Rena, and tonight we are playing Cthulhu Dark Ages. We will be playing a scenario called Never Meet Again by Adam Gauntlet from over at Stygian Fox, and I am very much looking forward to seeing what our wonderful cast does in the Dark Ages. At the top of the show, we'd like to thank everyone, all of our listeners, and you, the Patreon supporter. We thank you for your listening ears and all of the support that you give us. We truly could not do this without you. If you would like to support the show on Patreon, you can do so at patreon.com slash theoldwayspodcast. We are grateful, truly, for all that you do. And now, let's get into some cast introductions. To my right. This is Morgan. I play Sister Anne, and I'm a nun, and I feel a lot older than I really am. Yes, uh, religious life tends to do that to one. And at the end of the table. Hi, this is Nate. I play Sister Margaret. A also a nun, an illuminator at St. Edgar's Abbey. And last but never least. Hi, my name is Tegan, and you finally get to hear pretty much my work voice. So, hi, I am also, guess what, playing a nun. I am playing Sister Isabel, and I am, um, I, I am, I, I, I am a, a close to God. Yes. You have some, let's say, special skills that bring you closer to God than maybe some of the others at your convent. So, let us begin. It is a brisk early May morning, getting close to mid-morning. The three of you have been traveling from the convent at the, the Abbey of St. Edgar. Last night, a monk from a nearby well, nearby at several hours' journey, uh, Manor came by to speak to the prioress here at the Abbey. And you were summoned in shortly thereafter with no idea why. And you were informed by the prioress that you were being sent on a mission. The mission is to investigate the strange, potentially supernatural events in the manner of Ramsey manor with a small village attached to it. The manor is owned by the monks, one of whom was seen visiting your prioress. But the problem is they have no time to deal with whatever this little mystery is because they're, well, rather under threat of excommunication at the moment for various reasons that no one wants to get into. And so they just don't have the time and they have come asking at the Abbey for a favor because you are the closest religious order. What you were told about this strange, mysterious event is that a soldier who resided at the manor by the name of Gilbride Frigel died a couple nights ago. The problem is, he doesn't seem to want to stay dead. The night after he died, the village people found his corpse 
outside the church where it was supposed to have been laying, half buried in the dirt, as if he had walked out there. The second night, according to the monk, Godfrey, the local priest, sat up all night to see what was happening with this strange wandering soldier's body. And when the villagers came in that morning, they found priest dead next to the body of Frigil, who had also moved from the slab he had been laid on. The villagers are terrified. They sent to the monks for help, but the monks, being busy with their own potential excommunication, instead decided to send out for someone else to help. And the three of you were chosen for your various skills. The Prioress has made it very clear to you, you need to discover what's happening, and if it is something satanic in nature or unholy, you need to put a stop to it. Or perhaps it's just village superstitions. No one knows. As a result, the following morning, the three of you set out. It's only a few hours ride for you. It's a very pleasant morning. The sun is shining and there's a bit of a brisk breeze. The flowers are in full bloom. It seems a bit incongruous with the mystery that you are about to attend to. But you finally make your way to the manor of Ramsey and its tiny surrounding village. As you ride in, you see that there's homes for maybe 28 families, thereabouts, 28 to 30, these small cottages that line a single dirt road. There is a church, which would have its own priest set up at the far end. There is the looming remains of what mu what must have been at one time a grand manor house at the far end. You can see even from here, it's fallen into a bit of disrepair. There is a mill and what looks like a lot of sheep. The only water source that you've seen as you've come riding in is a small stream that winds its way beside the path and around, around, around past the village. And you can see as you ride in, there are several small children, dirt all over their faces, several sheep and a bunch of chickens all watching you. And you arrive outside the church where a fairly muscular, suntanned man is waiting for you. He introduces himself to you as Hob Turner, one of the senior farmers in the village. Good morning. Are you here about our little... He looks side to side problem. Sisters? Yes, we are. You said your name was... Hob. Hob? Mr. Turner? Yes, can you tell us... What can you tell us about what has been going on? He scratches his head and looks fairly bemused by the entire thing. And shakes his head. You you look around, you see there's people looking at you from next to their homes or from doors that are partially pulled open. There's farmers who've stopped and are holding their hose or other farming implements and looking over at you. But no one has come anywhere near you. They're very, they seem very wary of you. And he looks around and makes a face and then he looks back at you and says, well, Gilbride Frigel, foreign chap, I uh, think from somewhere up north. Uh, he's been a, been a good soldier to us, been, a, been our protector here in, in, in the village for 
good 15 years now. Worshipped the same God, went to Mass, just good fella all around. Died three nights ago from, well, they call it apoplexy. Say his heart just stopped. No reason to believe anything else. We brought him into the church, laid him out proper, right? And Father Godfrey, you know, he did the the last rites and laid everything out and all was fine and proper until the next morning when the Father came and opening up the church and found Frigel laying face down just outside the door. Dirt on his hands, on his feet. It's completely shocked to all of us. But thought maybe someone came to take the, the body in the middle of the night. The next night, the father decided to stay up with him. Prayer and, and all that. Make sure souls don't go wandering. And then we came in yesterday morning and Father Godfrey was dead next to Frigel on the ground. Frigel wasn't on his slab. It was the two of them dead on the ground near the door of the church. This morning, Father Godfrey's still on his slab in the church, but Frigel's again on the ground in the church, only about halfway to the door this time. But his soul won't rest, and we don't know why his soul won't rest, and now we've lost the Father as well. And we were hoping that some holy folks, such as yourselves, he tugs at his hair, bows slightly, would be able to, to put this good man to rest and, and cleanse the church of, of whatever whatever's plaguing us. We're good folks here at Ramsey. We're simple God-fearing farmers. And may, maybe you can figure out what's going on. No, absolutely. I mean, he that was... That was a very long and 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 detailed story. It was very. Uh, it seems like you you have been under a, a lot of stress. That that's one word for it, Mister Turner. What what struck Father Godfrey down? Was it was it identified? He looks at the ground and he looks very much like he's confused. Well, there was water in his mouth. Of course, we didn't do more than just make sure he was actually dead. We would never desecrate a, a holy father. Uh, but he's still in. They're both still in the church on on holy ground. If if you want to have a have a look at them, I, I know one of you's a. From what I heard, the the prayers to send in a healer, but. There was water in his mouth, and we don't know how that happened, and he crosses himself. You mean he drowned? I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't know, uh, sister. I, I wouldn't know. Was he wet? No, was, this, his mouth was just full of water. Perhaps you'd like to take a look, sister, he says, looking at you, Sister Anne. Yes, yes, uh, Mr. Turner, everything is part of God's divine plan. Sure, there is a reasonable explanation as to why Father Godfrey passed. 
Uh, yes, sister. Uh, all, all things happen according to God. Uh, we, we hear that in the Mass. Uh, but we're just hoping you can find out what's, what's happening. Uh, and you can all give me... Hmm, insight roll. You got a 13 out of 5. Oh, that's just bollocks, because I've rolled a 56 over 55. How about you, Sister Margaret? I've rolled an 83 over 35. Okay, so he's... He seems a bit uncomfortable, but he is talking to three sisters, which is probably not something that happens to him very often. Uh, And, you know, there's the whole situation that's happening inside the church. But... He looks at the three of you after you've had a chance to leave your your bag, whatever small bag you would have with you uh, at his cottage, and uh, he says, we're just hoping you can lay the spirits to rest, uh, and perhaps you'd like to keep a vigil tonight and see what happens. We're not holy folk. We don't dare stay in holy ground overnight. But perhaps, perhaps the three of you might be able to see what walks at night and put their souls to rest. And he leads you down the, down the path, essentially, towards the church. So you get down towards the church. This church is made of stone. It must have taken quite a lot of work and quite a lot of effort for this massive rough-hewn stone to be dragged here and built because you don't know of a quarry in this particular area. And there's a cemetery, a blessed uh, cemetery for those who die in the Lord to be buried just outside. There's a gate and you can see these massive wooden doors leading into the church. And he walks with you onto uh, into the cemetery grounds and then he opens the door, but he does not go inside himself. I turn and look at him bef- before we go in. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Hobb, you said that Mr. Frigel was the protector of your village. I, uh, he took on that role for us. Was there anything odd as of late that he had to protect you from? Oh, uh, we get raiding parties sometimes coming in, the Welsh in particular, but we haven't had anything happening for oh, a good six months at least. Uh, tends not to happen much in the winters, cold and the damp, and we're not so close to, to waterways as some of, some of the other places that have to worry more. But whenever we'd get an incursion, he'd, he'd fight them off. Last one was a good six months ago. Do any of your village members worship something other than God? Ooh. Oh. He looks highly offended (laughs) and shocked and also a little bit scared. (laughs) We're we're God-fearing folks, sister. Uh, We we hear things about about the monks at the the monastery. That's why they haven't been down here in, in months, but... I assure you, sister, we're all good God-fearing folk. You don't need insight to see he looks terrified. Well, as you should be. We are all God-fearing folk in this country. 
Yes, sister. Yes, yes. All of us. And I walk into the church. (laughs) Okay. Do the other two of you follow? Well, I want to look around a little bit and just see what I can see. Like, um, the size of the cemetery, Mm -hmm. the general vibe of the area. Mm -hmm. Um... You know, just the health of the plants to see how recent certain graves Mm -hmm. appear to have been dug, you know, uh, that kind of stuff. I'm just trying to be observant. Oh, my God. I'm just trying to be observant of the area. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're going to stay outside for a moment. What about you, Sister Margaret? I'm interested in this church okay. and the strange stone creation and the work and effort. And I'm also wondering if it predates perhaps our understanding of, of right and proper mm-hmm. churches. And so I'm looking at that. I'm also with my background, my skill and expertise in illumination. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some familiarity, obviously, with like iconography, symbols, things that are used to portray our Lord's glory. Mm-hmm. In, and so I'm looking for anything like that. And, 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 and as I'm, I'm, I'm going to slowly move inside, I'm going to, I'm heading inside, but I'm, I'm looking, that's what I'm interested in. I'm looking for Mm-hmm. instances of that. Also, I'm just really excited. I've not been to the country yet, so I'm sort of excited to see how other smaller places like this worship and, and glory in our religion. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with those who are going inside the church, and then we'll come back to you, Sister Isabel, in a moment. I'm sure everything's fine outside. So Sister Anne and Sister Margaret, you go inside the church And you see these big stone halls, as you would expect inside a church of of this sort. It is very cold in here, very drafty. Uh, But you can see that there is a well at the base of the tower, up towards the front. As you're heading in, there's a door that likely leads to a crypt beneath uh, beneath the main part of the church. There's the altar and the sacristan and the lectern where the holy scriptures would be held for the priest to read at mass. And there are stone slabs set out for the dead to lay until their burial, essentially. And there are two of them occupied at the moment. And Sister Anne, you see these in particular because you're the first one in. Uh, You can see two bodies laid out. One of them is a younger man with darker hair, shaved, close cut. He's got no beard, but he's wearing priestly robes. And you can see that there is another older man. He looks to be maybe in his 50s, stretched out on the slab next to him. And this man is very well muscled. He looks like he's had a long, hard life. Uh, But in general, the two of them look from here like they were fairly healthy men. So you can give me, uh, Sister Margaret, because you were looking at the stone and and everything of the sort, you can give me a spot hidden roll. My spot hidden is 55. Oh, good. I rolled a 47 under 55. Okay. So you think this building is pretty old. Probably older than the village itself. 
In fact, based on when you're looking at the stone, you see there's some tiny little carvings in some places. Looks like Latin, but it looks old enough to probably be pre-Manor of Ramsey, just based on your estimation and your knowledge of script and writing and that sort of thing. And I am somewhat skilled in Latin. When I look at that, do I see it as an ancient form of Latin, perhaps? Yes. Oh, Sister Anne, this place is amazing. It's it's so old. I think it's a converted, maybe a, a church brought into the fold. I suppose. I kind of flit off over to the bodies instead because I don't care about the infrastructure. I immediately am, am worried that I shouldn't have said anything and I've probably hurt my my standing and chances at the Abbey for promotion. So, Sister Anne, you go up to the bodies and the first thing you see is when you're looking at, uh, looking at what must be the priest, Godfrey, the younger man, is he's holding the scriptures in his hands and they're damaged and battered. Like this is a fairly big book, right? Because it purely uh, it's written all out in Latin. It's illuminated. It's got beautiful inscriptions in it. It is the text that he would hold with his back to the congregation to read the mass on Sundays. And it looks like it's been damaged and he is laying there with the, with the Bible essentially in one hand on his left hand towards Frigil and his eyes are staring wide up at the ceiling in absolute terror. First thing I would do is try to get the the um, the book out of his hands. Mm-hmm. Do I need to roll for that? To take it away from him? No, he's dead. <laughs> okay. And um, I would look at the scripture or what? Where is it open to a certain page or is it just a closed book? It is open to a certain page. You can make me a Latin roll if you want to try and read what's sure. there. Big money. No, I got a 46 out of 36. And, you know, what the hey? I'll spend 10 luck to, to read that. Okay. So you're now down to 30 luck. So you realize that you're not the most educated nun in the convent, right? You are you, you spend more of your time healing and attending bodies and not as much the spiritual side of things. But you have read some, and perhaps you've learned a little from Sister Margaret, and you realize that this passage that he was holding with his thumb sort of between the pages is the book of Ephesians. Chapter 6. And the particular passage his hand was over says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able, be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. And you can make me a religion roll, if you would like to, for significance of this particular passage. Um, I got a 38 out of 55. Nice. 
All right. So this passage is often used when a priest in particular is preparing to drive out evil of some kind, maybe a spirit, maybe a demon, maybe just to cleanse a place. But the whole armor of God passage where it talks about arming yourself against the the deeds of Satan is preparation for an exorcism. And I speak out loud. Ha! I knew knew there were evil things going on here. Somebody is worshiping Satan. We will find him or her. What what do, what do you mean? What what did you find in that book? Exorcism? Father Godfrey was trying to drive evil from someone someplace. I bet you it was that Mr. Turner. You don't you don't think it it's it's the corpse that that farmer said moves around at night? Maybe it's that. Don't you be smarter than me. You're not allowed. I'm sorry. I, I, you know best. You know best. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said anything. Um, and I'm going to take a cautious, suspicious look at the corpse of Frigil, who's not doing anything wrong and is totally fine. And it's probably that damnable farmer spreading evil. But I, I still want to get a little hairy eyeball on that, on the, on that fella. Mm-hmm. So you take a look at him. Are you looking for anything in particular? Just trying to get uh, any information or? My memory or my attention is drawn by what the farmer said. His feet were dirty. It looked like he had maybe been moving around, whatever. And so I want to look at his fingernails, his feet things like that, just to see what it is that farmer was talking about. Okay, you can give me a spot hidden. Ooh, that's a 13. So that's at least, oh, that's a hard success. Fantastic. Two okay. away from extreme. So with a hard success, you see that there is dirt on his hands and on his shoes, these leather shoes that he's wearing. You can also see that as you lean in, there's some kind of skin or, or flesh or something on his hands, like it's been pulled, pulled or ripped away. And you smell salt. I'm going to gingerly reach my finger out and poke at this flesh to see if it's connected. Is it loose skin? Is the body starting to loosen up or is this external that's the thing as you get close and you start poking at the flesh this body has not started to decompose at all not in the slightest it's been three days there should be a smell there should not be a scent of salt which is what you're getting there should be insects buzzing around him by now he should start to be smelling of rot and his skin is perfectly firm and intact. His hand, when you go to gingerly pick at that flesh, is still as firm as if he could shake your hand this moment. It's as if he died just a second ago. Sister Anne, this, this body is like a chicken that we've just plucked for Sunday dinner a minute ago. How is the... How is the father? There's, there's no sign that Frigel is actually dead over here. I don't 
it's not my it's not my business it's not my expertise but this is the the sweetest smelling corpse i've ever smelled and here in the dark ages you know that we smell a lot of corpses this one smells great you know i think we get the whole like that he's dead sister margaret the fact that he's not breathing anymore and is not moving and how many corpses do you smell do you just go around smelling them you can't walk by the city square without smelling one or two. Look, Sister Anne, look, look. I'm going to hold up an arm. He was he was, he was, was dead, according to the farmer, three days ago or two days ago. What? Look. And I'm just going to drop the arm. It doesn't fall limply the way a corpse's arm would fall. It falls with a thud. That means there's still weight to it? Mm-hmm. So. All right. Can I roll my medicine? To see, mm-hmm. what are you looking for specifically? Are you looking at Godfrey or are you looking at Frigel? Yeah, I'll look at um, Father Godfrey then. Okay, give me a medicine roll. And I'll open his mouth and look at his hands and not see anything because I get an eighty-five out of sixty-one. <laughs> Can I interest you in pushing the roll? You know what? Let's do this. You only live once. Oh, uh, unless you're Frasial, apparently. No, apparently. <laughs> oh, that is so much better. I got a forty-five out of sixty-one. So, what were you? What were you doing to push the roll? Yeah. Oh, I was. Um, I grabbed a candle from nearby and, mm-hmm. you know, opened his mouth up wider because mm-hmm. it shouldn't hurt him, and you know stuck the candle over by that so I could see deeper into his mouth to see they said that there was water in his mouth Mm -hmm. so you lean in close with this candle you open his mouth and his mouth is full of water and you press slightly as you're leaning in on his belly and more water comes spouting up from his mouth and with a successful medicine roll you realize from the smell this is salt water There's where your salt smell comes from, Sister Margaret. Coming from Father Godfrey. Is there a sea nearby? Salt water? I've never encountered salt water, Sister Anne. This is... this is miraculous. There is no waterway close by with salt water. There is a small stream that you saw as you were riding in that wanders off into the forest, but you are miles away from the sea. Hmm. Well, Sister Margaret, you should go visit the the ocean someday. It's one of God's greatest creations. And maybe you could stay there a spell. Oh, that'd be wonderful. We could we could vacation together. Maybe we could get a little cottage. Wait, that's not what you're saying. I'm sorry. Oh, I've I've overstepped. I'm sorry, Sister Anne. Um, yes, I I will endeavor to complete my pilgrimage to the saltwater seas as soon as I can. As the good Lord intended it. So, Sister Margaret, as Sister Anne is talking to you and you're getting a little bit flustered, you've pulled away this bit of flesh from Frasial's hand by this point. You realize it's not his. As you're rubbing it between your fingers, you can give me a medicine or a natural world roll. Let's see. Well, it's a 91. Let's say it's a natural world 91 over 25. Okay. So there's something odd about this skin, 
but you're not quite sure what it is. But it's definitely not Frisial's. So we'll leave you two there for the moment, pondering the mysteries of salt water and flesh that pulls away from a corpse that isn't the corpses, and have a look in on Sister Isabel, who was exploring outside. So, Sister Isabel, you can give me a spot hidden roll as you are wandering around. I believe I was checking, quote unquote, the general mm -hmm. vibe of the place. Mm hmm. You were checking out the vibes. So, first thing you should roll is a spot hidden. Okay, I have a 19, I'm going to say under 30. Fantastic. Okay, so you notice that there is a grave for Frigil. It is marked with his name. It is open, which you would expect because he hasn't been buried in it yet. But as you wander over towards that, that area, you realize it's full of water. The grave is full of water? Is that what you're saying? The grave is full of water. Is the water muddy or clear? It's clear. And it smells of salt. I'm gonna splash a big rock in the water to see what happens. Okay. You drop a rock in the water and you get splashed with salt water. Okay, I, I'm. I now I can taste the water because it's obviously splashed upon me. Yes, it tastes of it tastes of salt very strongly. What the? Is there like, is there a salt mine in this area? Okay, this is weird. Why isn't the water draining? Is the water table this high in this area? As you're looking around, sort of perplexed by this, the taste of this water, you notice with your past spot hidden from earlier that some of the other graves around Frisial's look like they've been disturbed. The, the dirt, it looks kind of fresh in some places, and some of them look like they're brand new, although you haven't heard of any other deaths, so it's possible that someone died recently. It just came out of the winter, but who knows? How are the plants handling all of the salt water? Well, you can give me a natural world roll. I got spirit world. Is that <laughs> not for plants? I got a base 20% on natural world. I know about milk and cows and Okay, I have rolled an 82 over 20. So you don't really know how plants react to salt water because you live inland. You've you've never been to the ocean. So I'm sure maybe it purifies them. It it probably does. You're looking around in this cemetery, and you can give me, just because you were doing a vibe check, a spirit world roll. This is something unique Absolutely. to Sister Isabel. Okay, yeah, I'm, yeah, I gotta, I'm gonna practice some mindfulness here, and I'm going to, I'm gonna feel the vibes. All right, we have rolled. Oh, nope, that's not a zero. Six. If I roll that around, that is a 90. Okay, that is a 90 over 30. Okay. I was really hoping it was zero six. You're not sure what's happening here. You were hoping maybe you could feel if there was some otherworldly presence, if 
God was going to open your senses like he has before, but there's just something strange here. Grave full of water, disturbed graves, a man who's supposedly dead and walking about. It's just, it's very uncomfortable for you and your sensitivity to the supernatural is making your skin crawl a little bit. Absolutely. And you said some of the other graves were also disturbed? Yeah, it looks like four of them near Frisiel's. How old are these graves? So, based on the headstones, you'd say that they're they're older than his. They're not f- fresh. It's not like this winter someone died and was buried here, and that's their stone. These are at least a few years old, as okay, far as you so can Okay, so lots of pigeon poop. Got it. Okay, gotcha. Um... One way to look at it, yes. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm not going to trudge around this soggy cemetery much longer. I think I would like to meet up with the rest of the group and see what they have found and what their feelings about that is. Okay. So you can head back into the church where you find Sister Margaret looking disturbed at some flesh that she's pulled away onto her hand, and Sister Anne is uh, examining the dead priest. Oh, are those the um, uh, bodies then? Yes, yes, but this one, Sister Isabel, doesn't seem very dead. Doesn't seem dead enough for how dead it should be. And look at this, and I'm pulling my fingers back and forth with with the flesh that I have. This was... This was on this corpse's skin, but it's not the corpse's skin. This is someone else's skin, which makes no sense. This is this is a hellish place. The Lord has left these bodies. Sister Isabel, I'm scared. That is nauseating. Can okay, I'm gonna go outside for a moment and I'll be I'll be I'll be right back. Sister Spell is going to go outside for like a good solid 30 seconds to two minutes and get their stomach under control before they come back in. Because that was gross. Yeah, it's very unsettling for sure. So as you're looking at the bodies, you've looked at the Bible and and so on, Sister Anne. You can also give me a natural world roll just as you're taking in all of this. You see the damaged Bible. You see the corpses laid out. I got a 12 out of 40. Fantastic. That is a hard success. So you get a couple things here. The first thing is that on the Bible, it looks like it's been bitten with a very large mouth because the corner has been clamped. You can see teeth marks in the bottom and in the top part of this corner. Whatever bit this was big and very, very, very sharp teeth. The second thing is that you notice as Sister Margaret is playing with this bit of flesh, uh, subconsciously perhaps, she's not quite sure what she's doing with it. That's, that's corpse's skin. That's dead skin from a corpse that's probably been buried for a while. You can hear the slight brittleness of it as she rolls it between her thumb and forefinger. 
Didn't Friesel just die like a few days ago? He died three days ago. But you're saying that that skin is the skin of a corpse of somebody that's been dead and buried already? It's what it looks like to you. You've had to rebury exhumed corpses. There's grave robbers and, and people of that sort. And so the convicts sometimes will come rebury, uh, rebury those who've been left out, rebury them in holy ground. So you know what a corpse's skin looks like. One that's been dead for a bit. And that's what it looks like Sister Margaret's playing with right now. Sister Margaret, I... You know, let's not put our hands all over the bodies. You never know what kind of things... I don't know if bacteria existed back then. Or was it not existed? I just don't think we knew it. (laughs) (laughs) What witchcraft do you speak of, Sister Anne? Yeah, you must protect yourself from the foul odors, which contaminate and can, and can also bring sickness upon yourself. Yeah, don't touch the don't touch the dead body. It's oh, Sister Anne, you're exactly right. I'm, I don't, my, 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 my brain feels so overloaded with the situation here. So many things here don't make don't make sense. Yep, um, I hold up the Bible. Do you... Yeah. Do either of you know what kind of creature might have bit into this? A dog? Or a goat? Or a sheep? There are sheep in this village. I just look at Sister Isabel with fondness. Oh. I don't think it was a goat. Could have been Black Philip himself. Perhaps. Do you want to? I, I hand the Bible over to Sister Isabel. Um, Father Go- Godfrey had had it open to this passage. Looks like he was trying to uh, exercise evil from this place. You can give me a spirit world roll again in here, Sister Isabel, as you're holding the Bible. I have rolled a twenty-one under thirty on my spirit world check while uh, checking the the. Um, general feeling about this Bible and these bodies. There's a spirit here. A restless spirit in this church. You can feel it now that you're inside and you're holding the holy book and you've calmed your stomach and you're really breathing in. There's a spirit wandering this church. You don't know if it's an evil spirit, if it's the spirit of the recently departed, if it's an angelic spirit, but there is something here. Well, there's only one way to find out, and that is by reaching out into the spirit world and attempting to make contact. Fantastic. Give me an opposed power roll. Ooh, good luck. Okay, I have rolled a 43 under 70. I have rolled an extreme success, so I've beaten you. Unless you would like to spend down to an extreme. In which case, it's going to be very fun to be the group luck sister for no, the rest No, no, of no, no. I, I, I wish for the spirit to speak through me so it can go ahead and overpower me. It's fine. It's I'm into it. Okay. So you 
open yourself up to the influences of the spirits. You have been able to do this since you were a child. The nuns at the convent where you were left as a baby realized your talent early on and that you were touched by God, that you are a holy sister. And you haven't always been able to control it super well because you don't know exactly where it comes from. And so you open up your mind and your soul to the influences of whatever is here. And you suddenly hear a voice in your head. And this voice is babbling in Latin. And it is saying something in your mind. The the other two of you just see Sister Isabel go rigid and her eyes go blank. You've seen this before when she's about to give a prophecy. But she doesn't say anything for the moment. What you hear, Sister Isabel, is, Dear God, she came, she came. Oh, the sight, the horrors, the horrors. Holy ground, holy ground. This is the horrors. Where is the widow? Oh, God, God, why have you forsaken me? And just start babbling. And with the failed pow roll, you open your mouth, Sister Isabel, and Sister Anne and Sister Margaret, you can see the sort of green mist around her mouth. And she starts speaking in a man's voice in Latin. And you can both make me a Latin roll. Sister Isabel understood it because it was in her head. But for the two of you... 23 under 41 for Latin. I got a 15 out of 21. Okay, regular successes for both of you. So what you hear in this loud, this man's voice is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Which you don't need a religion role to know are the words that Christ spoke on the cross. And then you hear a loud scream. Sister Isabel's body arches. And there's more of this mist around her mouth. And she is screaming in this deep masculine voice. But it sounds like the scream of someone in pure terror. And then you hear her start to gurgle. And it sounds like her lungs, her mouth, her throat are full of water. She's not choking on water or spitting out water as far as you can tell, but she sounds like she is. And then you hear it. And Sister Isabel collapses to the ground. So I'd like sanity rolls from the two of you who've witnessed this. Get a 58 out of 55. So I failed. So, all right. So Sister Anne, you lose two points. And Sister Margaret, you only lose one. But Sister Isabel has collapsed to the ground. You're only unconscious for a brief moment, Sister Isabel. But this voice, this man's voice, is now talking quietly in the back of your head. You cannot get him to shut up. And you now have plus 20 to your occult for the rest of the scenario. 
so you may raise your occult score by 20, as you are now possessed by a ghost. Let's see, because I think my occult might be like, might be like 100 now. <laughs> Just a second. No, it's 60, so like, okay, my occult is now 80. I I know all, I know nearly all things except for um, Baphomet's pizza order. So you come back to yourself, Sister Isabel, and both Sister Margaret and Sister Anne look a bit shocked and confused. And you're laying on the ground, staring up at them as this voice, very quietly, it's not like it's overpowering your own thoughts, but very quietly babbling in the back of your head. Who's that? Where are they? And I'm just gonna like, like look around and I'm just like, where are they? Sister, what's, what, what is this? What are you, who are you speaking to? Are you okay? And I'm gently tapping her face. There's somebody, there's somebody here. Some, there's no one here. There's no one here. Okay, are you okay? No, there's somebody. I can hear them. Can you not hear them? They're in this. They're in. They're in. They're in. They are the outside. They're in the windows. Through the through the windows on the on the the, the stoop outside. Are they in the rafters or under the floors? Where's you don't hear the. Absolutely trust you, and I stand up and I start looking for whoever it is that is whispering and speaking to you because I'm going to have words. So you look around, you can actually give me a spot hidden roll as you're looking around the church and trying to figure out, she mentioned the windows, you go over to the windows, look out, there's there's nothing here, there's no one here. There's not even anyone outside as far as you can tell. I failed that, but could I spend eight luck to make that a success? Because I- You absolutely could. All right, I'm going to spend eight luck to make that a successful spot hidden. All right. So you don't see anyone in here. You don't see anyone just outside the windows. But as you look at the windows, you catch a brief glimpse just for a second. It, it, It looks like Godfrey's face looking back at you. That dead face just for a split second. And then you see through the window and there's a bunch of townsfolks beyond the gate, this gate that encircles the the church and the cemetery. They're standing there staring in through the gate towards the church. None of them have come onto the grounds and they all look terrified. Sisters, they're out here, the the entire town. And they look most peculiar. Get up and go look out the window. Yeah, you, you see some farmers and some farmers' wives. There's some small children that are looking in. Are they carrying pitchforks? No, they don't look like they're going to come in and set fire to you, but they're all standing just outside the fence. Sister Anne, why do they look so terrified of this holy place of worship? Look at their faces. Twisted and in, 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 in scared looks, and, and that child there is crying. Well, there's evil that lurks here, obviously. I go and help uh, Sister Isabel up. My dear, my dear, are you okay? No, I, I don't think that I am. I, I, I can hear somebody. I, I can hear them always, and they are, they are, they're, they're speaking uh, of 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 scripture in, in Latin. They are, they're speaking the words of of our Lord. I can, I can make out what they're saying, but they. They're never stopping, never pausing. 
What do the spirits tell you? Go on, my dear. Don't don't be shy. What do the spirits tell me? So various snippets that you hear, you can't pick out full sentences all the time because this voice doesn't seem capable of making coherent sentences. But you hear things like what you heard before, my God, why have you forsaken me? You hear her and the eyes and I saw the horseman and where is the widow? Oh God, protect us. And then you hear the paternoster, fragments of it, and then fragments of what sounds like the the Hail Mary. In between all of these repeated comments, where is the widow, the horseman? Why have you forsaken me? He walks, her eyes, send her back. I relay this as best as I can. The horseman? Has the apocalypse begun? I start crying. (laughs) Oh, Sister Margaret, get yourself together. It's so terrible. Sister Anne, do you hear these terrible things? And Sister Isabel, and Sister Isabel sees the truth. And what she says is is gonna, it's... Oh, Lord, why hast thou forsaken us? Nobody is forsaking you, but I will forsaken you if you don't get yourself together. And I slump down in a pew and hands in my, my face in my hands or hands in my face. Both of those things true at the same time. And just weeping quietly. You're right, Sister Anne. I don't know what's wrong with me. So much. Let's go outside and talk to the townspeople. All right. So you go outside. I stay. You stay in the church. Oh, I'll go with Anne. She shouldn't go alone and face, uh, what are they called? Peasants? Out there. All right. So the two of you go out to talk to the villagers. We'll get to you in a second. Sister Margaret, what are you doing as you wait in the church? I am trying to do what my elder sister Anne, my very elder sister Anne, my so much elder sister Anne advised me in trying to pull myself together. Mm -hmm. And eventually I'll stop crying and I'll wipe the tears away. I use my wimple or whatever the word is for my dark ages headdress to sort of dry my face. It's Wimple. Hey, I I got it right. And I will eventually, unless something else happens, sort of wander over to that book that Sister Anne was looking at and was so into, and I'll page through it because it's a Bible and this is familiar and maybe this will provide me some peace just to look at something that is stable and and, and, and right and righteous. The Bible is full of beautiful, beautiful illuminations. Whoever did this took great care with their work. It's very calming. It's very centering for you as you see the beautiful gilt-edged letters and the marginalia as well that some of the monks, whoever did this, must have put in. But they're all very tasteful, of course, because no one would dare to face the Holy Scriptures. 
The only disturbing thing for you is that some of these pages have been bitten through. And so these corners, some of these corners are half held on. And they're, some of them are falling off. And you can give me a spot hidden roll as you are flicking through the pages of the Bible. That is a 22. Oh, that's a hard success. Just, just a hard success. With a hard success, as you're looking through some of these illuminations and finding your calm, this is how you connect to God through this beautiful artwork. You see what looks like some fingerprints, partial fingerprints on some of the pages, but they're burned into the page. Is this the unholiness that Sister Anne was speaking of? I'm going to turn toward, so these I've got this book, I'm looking through the book, I'm thinking, I'm picturing that two bodies are, you know, Godfrey's in front of me and Frigel's behind me, maybe. I'm going to reach out and I'm just going to pull up the upper lip of Frigel, not really expecting anything, but just to see if there's sharp teeth. Nothing there. I'm looking at this and I turn back towards, uh, I turn away from Godfrey towards Frigel. Same thing, I but... A little more tentative. I reach out and pull up the upper lip of Frigel, looking for sharp teeth that might have bit through a book, a holy book. There's no sharp teeth there. He, he appears to be completely normal, but you do notice, and I'll let this ride because of your hard spot hidden, it looks like his tongue has been partially bitten through. Not completely, but you can see these bite marks in his tongue, and the blood is fresh. Not within the last few moments fresh, but definitely should not be coming from a three-day corpse fresh. And that was, I'll shake a little bit at that and shudder. Last thing I will do is I'll take one of his hands and I'll try to press it towards these burnt, this burnt fingerprint to see if it matches in size and shape. They don't match. And you realize as you touch his finger to these burned prints, these fingerprints are long, much longer than this large male's hand. They are very long fingers. Oh, God save us all. And I will put his hand back hurriedly. I'll take the book with me and I will rush up towards the front of the church. Okay, so while you've been doing that outside, Sister Anne and Sister Isabel, you've gone out to talk to the villagers. They all pull back a little bit from the fence as if embarrassed to have been caught watching when they see you coming out the door. Do you leave the, the church grounds to talk to them or do you talk to them through the fence? Well, I want to whisper to Sister Anne, like we're going off and be like, I just, I didn't think... You, this was going to be all of this deal that it is. I thought maybe we'd shove some garlic or some rocks in some orifices and maybe at worst some chains around the bodies, you know, the, the whole stake situation and just be done with it, you know, local superstitions. But this is truly, and I'm just like shaking, freaking me out as we walk as we on our way down to the people. I'm whispering that. Oh, I, I link arms with uh, Sister Isabel. Oh, my dear. 
my dear. Everything will be fine. God has a plan. And if we happen to meet him earlier than you expect, that is just part of the plan. Okay, that... That's not as comforting as, as, as like, you think it sounds. Um, oh, God. What time is it? Does God have a plan for lunch after we talk to these people? Yes. I'm sure we can we can find you some biscuits. And goat's milk. Yeah, I'll walk up to the towards the gate, but I won't exit mm-hmm. the gate. Okay. I'll say, good people. Why are you here? You should be in your homes resting and praising God. We can't help but be curious, sister, and we're wondering what what devilry's afoot. Do you expect that it might be devilry? Oh, what what else could it be, sister? Corpses walking in the dead of night, and something killed the Holy Father, and and well, and a young man in the back pipes up. Church is haunted. I look at the person that was originally talking and say, you know, it it could just be somebody playing a trick on you. Somebody from a neighboring village. I was told you were all God-fearing people. You have nothing to worry about. Now step aside. You young man back there, please come forward. He comes forward. He's twisting his cap in his hands. Uh, yeah, yes, sister. What's your name, son, sir? El uh, El Elric, ma- ma'am, sister. Uh, uh, Elric. How old does Elric look? He looks to be about eighteen. You said the the church is haunted. The the the, the widow Carling. She used to used to say that 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 spirits of the dead what couldn't couldn't lie to rest would would haunt churchyards because they couldn't leave the holy ground sister what oh carlene is she here he looks around uh, no sister we, we ain't seen her for a couple couple days now she she's real good at breaking curses and things sister uh and and she she freed the church from from a spirit one time and we after the first time we were hoping she'd do it again but we haven't seen her but consecrated ground they they can't leave it so so something's got to stop it right it's haunted and whereabouts does this widow carlene live uh an older woman just shakes her head and tuts at elric she says Oh, the the widow Carling lives on the edge of town, uh, down that way near the forest. But I I tell you, Elric, you have been speaking to Frigil too much with that book learning and all of the reading, and you shouldn't be hanging out with his son so much. Bad influence, bad influence, I say. Children. All these ideas of reading and books and things that should be left to God and to the, the Holy Fathers. Oh, well... If I were a forward-thinking woman, I would think that education and and learning and reading would be important for the society and the future of it. Frasial certainly thought so. He had books, I hear. Taught his sons to read books. 
corrupting the youth. Well, that's what I think anyway. Frasel's family lives up near the manor. She points in the same direction uh, that Elric was pointing towards the edge of town just a moment ago. They got a house up there. Well, poor family. Jan fled, good young woman. Widowed so young. Those three boys without a father. Maybe they'll stop the book reading now. She looks very self-righteous. <laughs> as if she's been proved right by something. <laughs> well, why don't you go home and think hard about what you can do to be, to be merciful to others? And what of yourself you can give to God? Uh, yes, yes, sister, of course. Always what we can do for the for the Lord. She bows her head. Everyone else looks a little bit confused. Like, should we go to... Are we sure? Oh, sister Isabel, I feel like we're, we will have to pay a visit to the widow Carlene. Am I still hearing the voices even when I'm not in the church? Oh, yes. It is a constant stream of chatter. And this is the moment when Sister Margaret comes out of the church. I've got the book in my hand, rushing down towards the other two sisters. Oh, I look back. Oh, oh just in time. Sister Anne, Sister Anne, this... Look, 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 look. You, you saw the bite marks and stuff. Look at these fingerprints and... I, I can't help but think that this book was used in a demonic battle between good and evil. Look, look at this fingerprint. It's not human. It's burned into the page. What would burn into the page of a holy book? The devil. Or the devil's the devil's a- avatar walking this earth. Look, I think Sir Godfrey probably fought off some infernal diabolical creation. And now it's here. It walks amongst us. And us three women are are all that stands between it and the rest of the townspeople. Yes, Sister Margaret, I feel like you are on the right track. Praise be. Sister, Sister Anne, this seems like too much for for uh, for me, for us. Uh, should we... What do we do? What do we... How do we stand up against this? Well, we will put our faith into God as we always do. Sister Isabel and I have and I have a plan to go visit the widow Carlene and and probably Frizal's family. Oh, praise God, that sounds like it will solve all of our problems. So what are we doing? On that sarcastic note. We wanted to go check out the sites, you know, the hot spots in town, you know, the 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 personal library. Yeah. In, that was in the, the dude's house, right? He had books. Oh, yes, in Frajal's house. Yeah. Do we want to go to his house first or to see um, if Widow Carlene is still living and breathing? Yeah, no, we should go check out. We should check out both. But let's do your idea first. Keeper, what time is it right now? It's about midday. Sisters, let's get ourselves together. Are we all that stands between evil and the destruction of this town or the world? So let's go visit the widow Carlene. She lives at the edge of town. 
I reach into my reach into my my nun's clothing pocket and I clutch at my piece of corpse skin and I follow Sister Anne in awe. So you make your way down the edge of town down to the edge of town. You have to go along the edge of the woods, which you notice has been cut back. It looks based on recent tree trunks. Uh, as if the trees used to come up much closer into the village and they've been cut back and cut back and cut back for firewood, for building, all that sort of thing. And this cottage, as you approach it, as you're wending your way through this edge of the, the tree line, is away from the village, right? You could, couldn't even see it as you were walking through t- through town to get here. It's partially sheltered by the trees. And you look at it as you approach, and it looks quiet. There's no sound coming from it. You don't see any old woman outside gardening or whatever it is peasants, to use Sister Isabel's word, do. It's very quiet. Yeah, I I call out, hello? Is anybody home? Hello? Very faint voice. Sounds like it's coming from inside. Help me for the love of God. Help me for the love of God. I run to the door. You run to the door and you open it, leave it closed. I open it. Somebody's calling for help and I'm a helpful person. You throw open the door and the three of you see an older woman. She looks to be in her 60s. She's wearing just straightforward, simple gown, bent over, holding on to the edge of the table, breathing heavily, heavily, (sighs) and twisting her head and her neck. And she stumbles a little bit as the door opens, and she turns, and she looks at you, wide-eyed, and you see elongated, snout-like face, a jaw not even human anymore, slavering, drool dripping down onto the front of her dress. The eyes are burning red, and you see that hand as it comes off the corner of the table, its long, elongated claws, these dirty nails, as she turns and says, Help me for the love of God. I am so... Hungry. And that is where we will leave this episode for this evening. So thank you all for joining us. And we hope you will turn in next time to see what happens at Ramsey Manor. Thank you and good night. <laughs>